With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Welcome back to the Sunday Morning Playground Sports Talk 1050 WTK The Ticket. We are online at WTKA.com. Matt Missler, Matt Leach, Kyle Lewis, Eric Black, all with you on this Sunday morning. Phone lines are open 734-998-1050. Acknowledge your tribal chief while you're in while you're waiting for us as well. Uh, let's hit the phone lines right now. Let's go down to Columbus, talk to Hadley. Hadley, welcome to the playground. What's up? Well, guys, uh, you're talking about storming the field and everything like that. Hey, boom, boom, I know you did it in, uh, in 2021. Did you do it in 2023, too? I did not do it in 2023. Like I said, I've been very fortunate that I've been on the field. I used to be down there for all the games because I was working for them while I was in school. So I've had the wonderful experience of being on the field for a game or just being on the field in general. But for me, it was my, my girlfriend had never been down there. So her, my mom, my brother, my sister, uh, we all we all went down there and had a, a great time in 2021. I think my brother and sister-in-law went down there again with their kids here in 2023. But no, I decided to uh, forego that, and I went back out to the parking lot and started partying immediately. That's amazing. You got your mom down on the field. Oh, yeah? No, and I'm lucky. I, there was an Ohio State game. Gosh, we, we lost it, but it was 2009, so that was my senior year where I was able to get my, my mom and my brothers down there on the field where we were able to take that in together. Lost that one, so it wasn't quite as enjoyable as these other ones. But, yeah, like like I said, there's there's a lot of people, Hadley, who will say that, no, you shouldn't do it. It puts the, the people at risk. But at the same time, I go, how many people, especially in that 2021 game, because it was the first time in a decade that we had beaten them, the first time in so long that we had beaten Ohio State, and also with the, the snow coming down, it was, it was picturesque. That's, that's memories that a lot of those Michigan fans will have for a lifetime. Yeah, I was there for the 97 game, but I didn't rush the field for that one. And um, I heard it was uh, quite a mess and everything like that. But as far as I know, no one got hurt or anything. You guys certainly remember, I'm sure, in Wisconsin, in the student section, remember they had that fence? Yep. And all these students are trying to rush the field, and some kids really got got hurt pretty bad. Yep. You know? And then there's an infamous picture of an Ohio State uh, people in the end zone trying to tear down the uh, goalposts, and there's Chief Lisa there shooting them with a gas, you know, with the gas and stuff. You guys ever recall that photo? It's a pretty well-known photo of them. I haven't, I haven't seen that one, Hadley, but, you know, I've seen other instances of that, and so that's what we were kind of talking about with, you know, especially with football. Basketball is a little bit more of a closed environment. Even so, right. you know, they're, they're, they're you know, uh, say Chrysler Center, that's that's 12,000 people. If you have, say, you know, a thousand people trying to get down on the court, that's how, how are you going to how are you going to stop that? Even if you have some some armed guards. So we were talking about in football, unless you like tear gas people or something like that, like what what realistically can you do to keep people from running down on the field? 
And if you remember, Angelique said about at the 21 game, she was trying to get off the field and stuff, and she thought she was going to be crushed, and somebody uh, saved her. Uh, she's told that story on the show before, too. So, yeah, it can it can happen to anybody. And um, this Duke guy, I guess he hurt his knee, but uh, that's about all people know about it. I hope he's all right. Yeah, we all we all hope that that he is. Um, you know, there's a lot of instances, and you know, another one that I can think of, um, and it was it was more the the players, but uh, the ninety ninety five game, uh, Michigan Virginia Mercury Hayes when he caught the ball in the corner of the end zone, yep. there was the big dog pile of all the players, and he was on the mm-hmm. bottom of the pile and talked about that he thought he was going to die. He goes, it was the best moment of my life followed up by the worst moment of my life because I have all these 300-pound guys on top of me, and when I would breathe out, I couldn't breathe back in. And so not to say that, you know, that's a little bit different of a story, but you mentioned Angelique when she was down there. You can certainly get claustrophobic. Like, it it can be a lot to handle. There's no doubt about it. Same thing happened to Woodson after he scored that touchdown in the 97 game. He didn't get his hit as hard as many people, but yeah, he, he talked about that. It, that wasn't fun for him, but yep. you know, I don't know what they're going to do about this. You know, there's only so many, isn't there a, a school basketball for basketball that if they rush the uh, court, uh, they can, so they're not allowed to. I, I know what you're kind of talking about here. I know uh, when LSU upset Kentucky earlier this week, if I'm not, it was either earlier this week or last weekend, they, yep. They find the school like eleven thousand bucks so they, based on the SEC rule that they have. So conferences right. will have rules in place where the school, if your school does it, you have to pay a fine. But that doesn't, you know. Even so, we haven't seen schools, you know, because that that's been a rule in the SEC for a long time. And I saw, I think it was like Angel Reese, the the good. Uh, female basketball player down at LSU or one of the, they've got a few down there, but one of the very talented players, she posted a video of her storming the court went viral on social media. And she was talking about how much fun she had. So this is another student athlete talking about how she enjoys it, where again, she could be put in a precarious spot if it was happening during one of her games. So it really is. It's, it's a double edged sword Mm -hmm. and I don't, you know, it is, it is great for colleges and when they're they're st- for their student experience and enhancing the experience at the games. But like you said, if, if Kyle Filipowski would have gotten seriously hurt, which we've the, the latest update that I've heard is a, is a knee sprain, but yeah, you could see, you could see that, that fine going way up. Cause like Miss says, it's, it's a couple grand now, or like even maybe for a football game, I think it's like $50,000 in the sec, something like that. So a, a somewhat significant fine, but when you're dealing with these huge entities that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars, like a, a Michigan athletic department, $50,000 isn't going to be enough to get it done. Great wins by the hockey team for Friday and Saturday, man. So it was good to see, and they played very well. That's the first time they have swept Notre Dame in 26 years, 97, 98, I think was the last time. And it was their first conference sweep of this year. So, you know, the team is there. I think they're gelling at the right time. Um, and you say they can, uh, depending what they do at Minnesota, they could uh, bump them. Off. I mean, they'll still be in the playoffs, but they could bump up to fourth place or, yeah, third place, right? Yeah, so the, the way it breaks down that, I, that I've that i at least noticed, Hadley, and appreciate the call, uh, is that 
Michigan has to win at least they've, they've got to they, they've got to pull off uh they've got to win this weekend but it's a matter of how they do it they have to have at least one regulation win in Minnesota because every win in the Big Ten gets you three points in in the conference overtime win gets you two overtime loss gets you one obviously if you lose you get zero points uh Michigan is only down to Minnesota by three points in Big Ten play. They were off this past weekend. This was their bye, and that's the the pros and cons of uh, the pros and cons of having odd number of teams in your conference. Uh, still waiting for Illinois to come join us, by the way. Um, but they need to get they they need to have at least an additional point more than Minnesota. They have right now a tiebreaker. Michigan is technically 0-1-1 against Minnesota this season. They lost in regulation back in November, and then they won a shootout uh, in uh, also the, the, the following day. So they've got to win both games this weekend. One of them has to be regulation. They cannot tie in points. If they do that, they're 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 out. They're, well, they're, well, they're not out, but they're they're locked into four. You get a three spot. You could potentially have there. There could be some crazy things that happen in the tournament, in the Big Ten tournament, where they could potentially, you know, host a second series, a semifinal matchup. But again, you got to hope that uh, that there's some craziness that breaks down uh, going into uh, after the quarterfinals of Big Ten weekend. But that's kind of how things are going to break down with that. I looked at the pairwise. Michigan after last night, I believe now they they moved to fifteen. I believe is what the pairwise has shown them. And uh, as I bring it back up again, they're at fourteen. Confidently, this is, is still they're still technically on the bubble. You get a couple of wins, at least a regulation win over Minnesota, you're skyrocketing up. Minnesota's looking to keep their spot. Right now, because they're right now, they're essentially a lock-in. I'm looking at how the Big Ten looks right now in hockey. You've got three teams that are lock-in for the NCAA tournament. Michigan State, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Michigan could potentially get in. They need to get a good weekend this weekend. They need to survive the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament the weekend after. If they get a semifinal win, hey, that's just that's gravy at that point. Yep. Icing but, on the cake, baby. But you want to stay because they take the top 16. And we saw last year Colgate got in way, by winning the ECAC tournament last year. That's how they got in. And what that did is it bumped out the likes of Michigan State. It bumped out the likes of Alaska Fair uh, Alaska Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. They got knocked out of the tournament. They they didn't get their, their automatic bid. So you want, if you're a Michigan, if you're a Western Michigan even because Western is kind of on the bubble and they're in a tough, yep. to, they're in a tough conference themselves in the uh, I believe they're still in the NCHC. That is a tough conference. You want to try to stay at 12 or, or higher as far as 12 or closer to one you get into that range. You're pretty much a lock into getting into the NCAA tournament. So that's kind of how tight it is at this point uh, going into uh, the final weekend of the regular season, at least. I don't mean to go on a tangent, Miz, but you mentioned Alaska Fairbanks. Yeah. Did you see the fight 
between the Arizona State player and the Alaska Fairbanks player. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I saw that one, and trust me, that was that was amazing. Especially as I was sitting between the boxes last night at the now Big B Coffee Ann Arbor Ice Cube, Woo! and seeing uh, you know, Eastern played their final regular season game of the year against Central Michigan, and uh, uh, we had a couple fights last night. Few fisticuffs, a uh, few, few, few pleasantries exchanged, so to speak, and uh, it was a good time in, indeed. And what didn't make sense is having the referees have to do paperwork for disqualifications when it's the last game of the season, and these guys are seniors. They're it's not going to affect them. Are done. Well, if even if even if they're underclassmen, they get another year, kind of like how you know the the NCAA's yep. will get. It does not roll into the following season for a disqualification where they're suspended for a game or whatnot. It doesn't work out that way. I don't understand why they had to do the paperwork. I guess it's because they had to, but okay. But had a couple of, a couple of Donnie Brooks that broke out last night over at the, the new big B Ann Arbor ice cube, big B Ann Arbor ice cube, big B, big B seven, three, four, nine, nine, eight, 10, 50. Let's go to Philly E Philly. What is going on? My man. Oh, uh, the, the the court storming thing. Uh, listen, I, I'm sure it's it's a matter of time until this is the next thing to go by the wayside. Um, you, you know, when I was a kid, one of the cooler things to watch on TV was the World Series celebration, and you could probably see films of like Bill Mazeroski's Game Seven home run uh, or uh, Chris Chambliss his walk off against the Royals in '76. Uh, Reggie Jackson, when they won the World Series, after his three home runs, him trying to get off the field. Uh, and Leach, uh, the 69 Mets, that was complete and total anarchy. I can on only field. imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. Back, you know, you're, like you said, late 60s, early 70s. I know what Mets fans were like in the the two the the late two or early 2010s 2011 through 2015 were the seasons that I was there so yeah I know what Mets fans were like here recently could only imagine back in New York back in the late 60s early 70s it would have been wild and the 86 Mets never got that luxury because you guys you guys here's the thing people don't realize this you know who put an end to all this of all towns Philadelphia what Wow. Top of the ninth inning, the, the Phillies have a lead against the Royals of game six, and they roll out They roll out a bunch of horseback policemen and dogs, and they line the field. <laughs> and guess what? So to my knowledge, the last World Series celebration, and it wasn't a real big one, obviously, because the Pirates were on the road in Baltimore in game seven in Memorial Stadium, and people, like, people ran on the field, but it wasn't like this huge celebration because – this was not the first time. This was the second time because it also happened in '71 that the friggin' that the Orioles dropped uh, dropped the World Series in Game Seven at home to the Pirates. So, to me, to my knowledge, that's the last time somebody was on the field for a World Series uh, a celebration. Which in '79, it wasn't real celebration. So, uh, I, you know, football is obviously different. Uh, I do remember after after the Steelers won the AFC Championship and they were uh, they had just beaten the Oilers and the fans ran out on the field and they snatched Bum Phillips' head. They snatched his cowboy hat off his head. Yep. And you had to see a bunch of people tear ass and after that fan they got his hat back. But uh, but this I, I listen. I think it's overdone now. First of all, like come on, like 
this this isn't like UCLA's 88-game winning streak getting snapped by Notre Dame here. This wasn't some miracle shot. There was no championship at stake. What are they ranked? What are they, fourth, fifth? I don't even know what they're ranked. I know they got six losses. Duke so is like, number eight right February. now. What's that? Duke is number eight right now. So it's it's a top ten team, and I, I think more than anything, Wake Forest is a pretty proud and historic program with guys like Chris Paul and Tim Duncan, some of the other greats that they've had gone through there, and they have been down. Oh, yeah. They have been down for the past few years. So I think this is just the first thing that they've had to really cheer about in a long, long time, and they took full advantage of it. Yeah, I think it's a little overdone considered, you know, I don't know where you draw the line. That That's the thing. It's a major gray area. But, like, nothing spectacular happened yesterday. That's my point. Yep. Like, the team's got six losses. And, Christ, I mean, Coach K's not even – you beat John Sharp for crying out loud. Come on, man. So, I think it's a little bit overdone, and society has changed. And we, we're seeing the, – the, the thing that really gets me is the whole Caitlin Clark thing. There wasn't nine million – that wasn't some big, giant flood of people. I mean, it didn't even look like a lot of people, and that idiot, like, ran square into her. And then, to make matters worse, you have people on the internet saying she was fake. I'm like, what do you mean she's faking it? I mean, you can see where that other, the other person that hit her, where they ended up, that that was a pretty, that was a pretty nasty collision. So, I, I don't get it today, man. I, I just don't, man. I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know where they're going to draw a line with that. But it would definitely start with security. Uh, now I don't see them rolling out a bunch of you know horseback police. That's what I'm. That's shepherd. what I'm saying. Could you imagine them doing that at a Michigan Ohio State game as the clock's counting down in that fourth quarter? You just can't do it. No. Well, I, I think listen, there's a lot more space to work with in, in a football stadium. You know, and maybe who knows? Maybe it's all relative to the, the size of the crowd and the arena, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know where you draw the line with it, but it, obviously it would start with security. And you definitely touched a nerve with me. Uh, you brought up at the very beginning of your show, like the whole Harbaugh watch thing. And, and, and listen, the good news is next year we're not going to have to endure that for the first time in a long time. Oh, yeah. But I, I, And you were talking about how, like, some people looked at it as very little time to celebrate. But I'm going to take it a step further, all right, because – Here's the thing. Not only did you have the Harbaugh watch, but then you had Sharon losing staff members. Then you had the portal scares, and obviously it culminated in the, losing, the loss of Sab. But this wasn't just the postseason, all right? Think about the preseason. We had to endure all that Burger Gate crap before the season even started, and yep. you got that slow drip, right? Then you got the three-game suspension. And then you finally figured, okay, this is finally over. Then what happens? Sparty week. We get we get sign gate, uh, sign gate, and and that was strategically done. A, it was Sparty. B, they knew it was following an off week. So then you had this slow drip, you know, a little bit information coming out just to kill us, and then that led right into the Petiti crap, then the legal crap, then Jim finally is is suspended, right? So then you know after the Iowa game, you're like, okay, now you can exhale. And the minute you exhale, you get this media blitz of, oh, Michigan can't win this game. Oh, Milrow this. Oh, Bama that. Oh, they got Nick Saban. Oh, they're afraid. Did you see their, did you see their reaction when, 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 uh, Alabama's thing, their picture came up? Oh, I mean, and then you had to listen to that for a month, right? And then we finally win a freaking championship, right? 
And then what happens? Then then you run into you run into all the the postseason uh, Harbaugh gate or Harbaugh Harbuary nonsense. So you know it's it's like when did you really have this is the I'm going to say this is this is the only championship that I can think of of any team in any sport where there wasn't a major albatross and it wasn't just one multiple multiple things hanging over your head to where you never really could celebrate this season. You never really could. And between you and me, that was the real shame of this. At no time during this season could I just, like, be totally happy with, wow, we're really kicking people's asses. This is great. You never had a time to do it, not before the season, not during the season, and certainly not after season. And I don't think you're ever going to see anything like that again. And considering that what, what those kids accomplished with, with, with not the five-star system, right, they did it with running and defense and playing man ball. That's also something that's, that's by the wayside, right? And here's the thing. We had a bunch of kids that decided to come back and do this thing. They didn't go and run and grab for the money that you see today. I mean, think about where we are tonight. They didn't run and grab the money, right? They didn't take their ball and go home, right? So there's so many things about this season and that group of kids that just won that championship that you're never going to see again. And here's the thing. Now that the landscape has changed even more, now that you have this change in format, right, and conference realignment and portal tampering, that 15-0 that our kids just accomplished, now you've got to go 16-0. and 0, And considering all those things that I just mentioned about the portal and conference realignment, I think this is going to be the last time you're going to see a team go undefeated and win a championship for a long, long time. And that is just going to, to me, that is just going to add to the lure of Team 144. That's what I believe. These kids will be immoralized and, and, and in college football for a long time. Anyway, boys, I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Go Bloom. Appreciate it, Philly. We'll talk with you coming up tomorrow, 734-998-1050. We'll kind of do a little speed run here. Uh, let's head up to Novi. Talk to Mike. Mike, good morning. Welcome to the playground. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Not much, man. Just another Sunday morning here in, uh, in, in greater southeast Michigan. How you living? Hey, I'm living well, too, man. Uh, like you said, too bad our basketball team is stinking up the joint, but they still are guys. They're our guys, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll go through it together. We can't win them all. That's true. We we going through it. The highs, the lows, all of it. They're still our boys over here. You're right, my man. And that's the and that's the way I feel about it. Yep. Hey, uh, just want to say real quick that uh, Philly E got some excellent takes. I agree with everything he said, but I wanted to uh, weigh in on this court storming thing. The best way to go about it, man, you can't take away the fan experience. Because I was there in 21 when we hadn't beaten Ohio State in eight years. You can't take that away. They paid their tickets, so that's going to happen. The only way you're going to be able to remedy this situation is the uh, everybody knows when the court or the field is going to get stormed. They need to call an official timeout with like two seconds left and say, Look at here, coach. You about to get stormed, dog. You have the opportunity to take you and your personnel off the field. Give them time to do that. And then after that, 
uh, time in, game over, court storm, field storm, no problem. I'm not a, I'm not opposed to that. I, and I know the one thing that uh that I I think maybe it was you that sent the text in Mike was that uh you know with 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 like basketball at the very least and I I don't know how often they do this but if you had like some some rope where you had like you roped off an aisle for these guys to do uh to get to their locker room or you know in the case of Chrysler Center I'll just take Chrysler Center as an example You've got a couple of ways on and off the court. You got at least two of them that I'm aware of. At the very least, you got the big tunnel that uh, that goes essentially right out to the parking lot. Then you got another one that can actually wrap around that heads back to uh, like the visiting locker room as well. If you get like these yellow ropes in, because I know they do that with uh, when 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 Michigan comes out for warmies, you do that. I mean. You, you 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 don't run the risk or the minute risk of any of the visiting players getting you know trampled or run into at least you got the bright ass yellow rope that says don't run here dummy don't run here right. so i mean that's the only right. thing i could think and just and kind of like what philly was saying almost like you were saying as well too you make sure that the the arena staff or security is ready to go like hey we're up big we know this is about to pop off it's time to get the rope ready to go so that's why I think you got to right. come and, up with that, at least. And then, in, and then, in fairness, let the opposing teams get off the field or get off the court and problem solve. And everybody has to party because that's part of the fan experience. Don't take the fan experience away. They paid their tickets. They allowed to storm the court or the field. I don't have a problem with that. I feel you, brother. I feel you, Mike. I feel you. Like you said, right. I know you guys got other callers and whatnot, so I just wanted to put my little bid in. I want to say go blue, everybody relax, let's enjoy this, and um, next season's going to come soon enough, but now's the time to savor the flavor of that national championship, and go blue. That Mike, dude, you, you, you speak you speak in every one of our minds, savor, let's savor this, man. This is this is like what you call like good like good barbecue or like when I make jerky, like I make sure that stuff is marinated for a long period of time where you just chew a little bit of it in. You let that marinade just soak in. Enjoy the flavor. Enjoy the flavor. I think everyone forgets about it because we see what, you know, football season is technically in the rear view. And obviously we're in the middle of, of winter sports and spring sports are about to start up as well that you forget about what happened 40, 50 days ago. Yep. Championship. Confetti. A national championship. Parade. Happiness. I think everyone forgot about that. You need to live. You enjoy this stuff, man. Enjoy it. We we need to appreciate what we've got while we've got it, Miz. Yeah. Don't get don't get too high. Don't get too too low. Don't get too high with the the football team and their success. Don't get too low with the basketball team. Again, these are our guys. We'll be with them through the good times and and the bad times. And and Mike really appreciate. That. I liked a lot of what Mike had to say. Absolutely. The one thing that I would disagree with when he talked about that the fans because they bought a ticket they have a they have the right to storm the court. That to me is kind of like saying like just because the person paid for the the price of their ticket they have the right to say whatever they want to say to these players or to things. And you know we saw another incident with Kevin Durant here over the weekend oh, yeah. at the Mavs game. So that Mike, I re- more than anything, I like the passion that Mike was bringing. Man, that those that's the kind of fandom that we need. We're like he said, man. It's it stinks that the basketball team isn't where we want it to be, but they're still our boys. We're gonna keep keep rolling with them. So 
loved everything Mike had to say. That was just the one thing there at the end that I would disagree with, Miz. But I agree that storming the court is part of the, the fun for the fandom. It's the, the whole roping off thing, Miz, I think might be a little tough because, like, again, these these fans are excited. As soon as that clock hits zero, heck, I've been there for football games where fans want to come over the edge before the, the clock hits zero, oh, that yeah. they want to be down there. That they're so already on the sideline. They're already yeah. on the sideline. So, like, last night, like, the Duke players, they had nowhere to go before the game was done. Like, Kyle Filipowski, the, the clock hit zero, which there was only there was t- two seconds left as they were inbounding the ball. You don't have a, a chance where I like what Mike was saying, given that you can do those things. But, like, last night, there was two seconds left on the inbound. They're trying to put up a, a deep shot to try and draw a foul to get there. So, like, they're on the court right as that buzzer hits. The fans are already there. Like, there was no place for the Duke players to go. So, and when you're a a, a part of the student section for the other side, you don't care about those players. Mm-hmm. You want to get out on the court, you're probably screaming in their face, giving them the double bird, saying, F you, you lost, get out of here. Because, again, Wake Forest and Duke, they're not that far apart. Right. They're, they're pretty much neighbors to one another. And so, hey, head back up the road. Have a fun drive home. Mm-hmm. F you. You suck. All that stuff. They don't care about the players. You care about it when you run into one of them and now he's suing you and you've got to pay this future NBA star a buttload of money because you ran into him out there. Then you care about it. Mm-hmm. But up until then, no, man, you're just having fun out there. So, yeah, man, again, it's it's one where... I, I don't know what the I don't know what the answer is because I see both sides of it I certainly do and I just don't know what what we can do but like Philly also brought up this used to happen in pro sports all the time yeah you see Hank Aaron running around after he hit the home run record you see tons of people down there on the field mm-hmm. but so they they've done away with it in sp- pro sports does it get done away with? In college sports. That's, that's definitely going to be something to be brought up. I know the ACC commissioner had a comment about it, oh, so we'll just see furious. what. We'll just see how things pan out. I mean, it's not going to be done this year. If there's going to be anything done, it'll probably be discussed during the off season. so we'll see what ends up happening with that. We'll take one more call before we hit a break at 734-988-1050. Let's head out to the West Coast. What I've heard is the best coast, and that's our man, Eddie. Eddie, what's up? Hey, what's happening, fellas? Greetings from the Golden State. Yeah, yeah what's up, bro? Uh, untouchable like Elliot Ness, baby. Yes, this sir. This is the state that saw the Wolverines beat those Crimson Tide punks in the Rose Bowl, baby. Oh, uh, still feeling good about that one, too, Eddie. Talk about another great fan. My man, Eddie, from California. Good to hear from you, brother. Hey, love the show, I'm still hung over from that game and the San Gabriel Mountains out there. How beautiful was that? Dude, it, any, it doesn't even matter. It, I, I mean, it's it's even better when your Wolverines get to pull off the dub, Eddie. But I'll tell you what, man, you get to live out you get to live out there. You get to see that, you know, three sixty five <laughs> or however many days you're out there, man. Man, you just you, you live in you live in and you get to see picturesque stuff like that, the mountains and the just a beautiful sunset, man. That's God's country right there, man, when you get to see stuff like that. There you go, but I got to tell you, God's country is the big house. There's nothing okay, like you got going me out there. there to the big house, man. Let's, hey, let's move those mountains out here so we can have something like that oh, yeah. even every time, bro. Can you can, can we lift that up? Can can we get a couple of uh, big big uglies to help lift that up? Hey, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> hey, I wanted to chime in on uh, the discussion you guys got going on here because a handful of years ago, check this out, uh, Jim Harbaugh was coaching the 49ers. This was when they uh, were still playing in Candlestick Park. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, Stanford was playing USC when Lane Kiffin was the head coach. Oh, yeah. And so some, co- some cousins and I decided to make a weekend out of it. Uh, I-, I live in, in the Central Valley of California. So we made a weekend out of going to the Bay Area, and we went to Stanford USC on Saturday, stayed the night in Palo Alto, and went to Lions 49ers Sunday night football at Candlestick Park in San Francisco. Man. USC was ranked number one. Lane mm-hmm. Kiffin was the head coach. And Stanford upset them. We had great seats. It was a great time. And sure as heck, you know what we did when Stanford beat USC. We stormed the field. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a few things I learned about storming the field, guys. Number one, you better keep your legs churning because it's like running with the bulls in Spain. <laughs> Number two, when you're in the middle of that chaos, it's really easy to get sexually molested <laughs> or, oh. or pickpocketed. Pickpocketed. We'll and stick num- with that. Yeah, we'll stick with the pickpocketed one. I huh? <laughs> get too much in trouble. <laughs> Number three, though, and this is what you guys were talking about, I think, with Mercury Hayes. Mm -hmm. And this is something I learned about myself. I had no idea I was claustrophobic. Guys, it's dangerous. Oh, yeah. It's scary. You're, You're in the middle of that chaos. You're in the middle of all of these people. You got nowhere to go. Yep. I'm not joking. You can call me a coward all you want. I was scared, guys. I really, I was frightened, scared, bleepless. You guys get the point. Mm-hmm. Love the show. Go blue, baby. Appreciate you, Eddie. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of. I want to bring it back locally, where, and I know, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this one, but that that Michigan Michigan State game, the I believe it was Jim's first season. Everyone remembers it as the trouble with the snap game. If you remember, after that, that scoop and score, the guy that scooped it up, he was at the bottom of a dog pile of his teammates. And if I'm not mistaken, he had a couple fractured ribs after that. Yep. So it just tells you, you know, there ain't no shame of being claustrophobic. But like, kind of like how like you mentioned earlier, how Mercury Hayes, he had trouble inhaling. Yep. Exhaling wasn't an issue, but inhaling was a problem. I mean, that just tells you, you know, and that's just with your teammates with a kid from the kid from Michigan State. Yep. You know, so that just tells you, you know, anything is anything is scary yeah. at that point. And, and Eddie, Eddie is right. It's it's fun. You get out there, and it's certainly fun for those first few seconds as you're like so exhilarated. Uh-huh. But like when you're in the middle of the field and you've got people coming down on you from from every which angle, it it turns very scary very quickly. Yeah. So you know, again, and that you know, we can debate basketball versus versus football, this and that. But you know, they're if you can't see both sides of it, then I I don't know because like Eddie said, you know he was enjoy he was really enjoying it when he first got down there, but then he realized some of the other things that I you know I haven't seen any pickpockets or any of the other stuff that he was talking about. But again, theoretically, these things these things can can happen. Um, so it's it's one that we are going to continue to debate here, Miz. Like you said, I could see maybe some stiffer penalties coming down this off season 
bigger fines for the conferences, um, some different things like that. But e- even so, is that going to be enough to stop it? I I don't I don't know. I mean, we'll see. What's up, Kyle? I I, I actually agree with that. I think because. The last time I seen or I checked, I think when someone stormed the field, I think it was an ACC game, the penalty was like $250,000. And, and even that, even even if you can't compare that to like Michigan money, that's still chump change to them. Now, if you if you up these fines to, you know, millions and millions of dollars, yep. then I think you're going to – the university is going to be stricter on the students themselves and the fans themselves, which is more than likely is what is going to happen. Is, is these conferences are going to raise the price of court storming, field storming, whatever it is, to the point where the university is going to have to take action themselves. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, it, 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 we'll we'll see what happens. I you know, again, I think it's definitely going to be something that's going to be looked at during the off season after you know March Madness wraps up, and you know when they get when you get to the summer months when you've got the you know, commissioners of these respected conferences meeting with the presidents and ads, and you know, again, it, it you know maybe it's they, they're going to start off with football. I mean, that's where the first conversations come up at, at least. So it's, we'll see. The the conferences are going to talk about. I can't believe I'm saying this. Kyle's right mm-hmm. that that's the first thing that they're going to do, and I can't see his face, but Pumpkin I can check. imagine there's there's a little shock on oh, there. Oh, he, he's cheesing. He's cheesing hard. But, but Kyle is right that the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to increase all of the penalties for the schools, and then the schools are going to respond by trying to put more support staff, other event staff, things like that out there. But even with that response, which I agree with Kyle that that's going to be the first thing that they do, is it going to be enough to actually change it? Because, again, you've got, say, go back to the Michigan-Ohio State example, you got 10 years of a fan base building up this want, this need to win this game. They finally do it. Mm-hmm. Even if you have security staff, like I, like Philly said, I don't think you can do horses and, and dogs down there. If they do that, that will stop it. But I don't think you can have all those horses and uh, German shepherds down on the Michigan sideline here after as or as a game's closing out. But even if you have uh, armed guards all the way around the stadium, 100,000, 20,000 people decide that they want to get down on that field. Are they going to be able to stop them? Because they're not going to start openly shooting at people. Right. But tear gas and other things like that is what they would need to do. Are they going to go to those lengths? I don't know. I don't know. We'll just see how things pan out. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, I don't know. We'll figure something out when we come back. We'll have some fun. Yeah, we'll have some fun, as we usually do here on the Sunday Morning Playground. More good stuff. stuff. Yeah, more good stuff. Three to five on the M-Den. Three to five. Uh, We're back here uh, in a couple minutes here on the Sports Talk 1050 WTK, the ticket. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital.